Welcome to Nintendania, a fortnightly Nintendo gaming podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or JT if you like. And in this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. No news or topics being covered this episode, nor will you find out what I've been playing as of late. For those living in Adelaide, we've got a very special treat for you as we'll be discussing the upcoming event, ASM 2022, which is the Australian Speedrun Marathon. It's here in Adelaide. It's here next week from Wednesday, July 13 to Sunday, July 17. And to help me talk about the event, I'm joined by a very special guest. This person is one of the organizers of ASM 2022 and is the founder of Oz Speedruns, which is also known as Australian Speedrunners, a not-for-profit organization that brings together the best speedrunners in Australia to raise money and awareness for charity at events across Australia. Please help me in welcoming Ethan Levy. Hello, how are you going? Very well, thank you. Very well. And thanks for having us. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, another Adelaide boy. I keep finding all these different <laughs> and talented Adelaide people uh, following games, having that sort of uh, passion. So I'm, I'm finding them all. I'm going to like, I'll get to the stage now where I've uh, pretty much met <laughs> everyone in Adelaide who uh, has a remote interest in video games, I feel. Well, if, I mean, if you live in Adelaide, the joke is there's about six people and, you know, three of them are turtles named Kevin, you know, so it's a, <laughs> so it's a short list. <laughs> 100%, that's right. It's just a big old country town, isn't it? Mm, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so before we talk about the event specifically, I thought it'd be remiss of me if I didn't get to know a bit about you, Ethan, a bit about uh, what you like gaming-wise, um, even some of the Nintendo stuff, if that does interest you or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Look, I've been playing games since I was a since I was a kid. Uh, I was I was a Nintendo kid actually. Um, I, I've still got some of it, and I thought I'd bring it on just in case. So, <laughs> what do you call it? This was probably bought in like 1996. Ooh, so the classic. Yeah, uh, I've got the cards not in here, but it's you know the nice mint box with the uh, with the manual and everything. Yeah, for those uh, listening, it's a Goldeneye complete in box on the 64, looking yeah. pretty shocked right there. Uh, Tui's a little less Ooh. in, little less in good nick because it's got the nice little game traders uh, <laughs> back when game traders still existed. Hey, I remember game traders. And this this is one I'm actually quite happy. I've I've still got the uh, the perfect dark. Oh wow! Expanded edition. Yeah. So you got the actual game itself in one end, and the the ever fabled N64 uh, expansion pack. Uh, expansion pack. Yeah. So. Uh, most of the games I've got, I mean, thanks to the advent of eBay, have all been uh, boxless these days. But uh, but I've still got a yeah. good collection in. Yeah. Uh, I started with the Pocket, which was traded up to a color, which was traded up to an advanced. That I'll admit I don't have anymore. It was always just a bit weird. <laughs> I could never be bothered getting this. I mean, you remember how the advanced never had that backlight? So you could always, yeah. <laughs> you always had to have perfect lighting, which is weird. I don't have to do that. Like, you've got to find the correct angle. You've got to be there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then, you know, I'm, I'm like on my Switch now, like upside down, if I want to be playing at any angle on it, and I'm having a great time. So, yeah, I just don't have people did it back then. But that that's awesome, having that box collection of 64 games. I, yeah, I, I'm i a bit fussy now. If I want to buy a 64 game, I want it boxed. I, I don't know, because I feel like I can emulate it anywhere now. The uh, Switch has got a lot of the games now on their, on their NSO service. And so I kind of feel like if I want it, on the cartridge, I want it the, with the box as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's music or not, but uh, just how I am. Yeah, I mean, there's something special about having the, the complete set, the original booklet and the inserts and so on. I mean, I admit I'm a little less little less fussy personally. Um, yeah. But, you know, there is something very special about, uh, about having it in a complete. Yeah, that's it. So... Ethan, with your Nintendo experiences, what's um what's your favorite franchise or or a, a video game that Nintendo or one of their direct partners has made? Yeah, I mean, I have to I have to invoke the nostalgia and go for Perfect Dark. Um, yeah, Goldeneye certainly had you know lots of impact um, on the overall space, but personally, I just think Perfect Dark was just that just that bit more polished, just that bit more fully formed as a video mm. game. You know, they found their feet, if you will. And they just they put out a, an absolute banger of a game, and so I'd, I have to come down on that. I've been following with interest the the more modern take 
I mean, zero was eh, it was what it was, but mm. so ob- obviously I must clarify I am referring to the N64 classic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this modern take, I'm definitely got my eye open, uh, and we'll see yeah. how that comes out when it when it may or may not end up getting released. Fingers crossed, yeah, because you know because they made um, Rare made Golden Eye, and then mm. you know like that was a one off, and then um, they're like we can make these games, let's make our own yeah. series, and so Perfect Dark's just like it's like a sequel in a way, kind of like a spin-off sequel and so you're right it's more refined isn't it better i still dated these days but uh, compared to golden a bit more refined and, and better that way so oh, nice so 64 was your big go-to console then that's your yeah nintendo sort of vibes there absolutely yeah i mean i yeah. mean that was sort of the you know i mean i'd, I'd say you know, middle class family so we had one console not you know, one console one handheld that was it you know so there wasn't too much uh, you know delving through the the sony to the and then when you know when the 64 became outdated to the gamecube to the the wii and so on you know it's just kept kept the old thing that was all right and eventually i'll admit i pivoted a lot more into the pc games yeah um so that's sort of mostly where i spend my time these days is on the on the computer Computer. Um, but yeah the 64 was definitely it yeah yeah it's uh yeah a sweet spot for me as well nostalgia growing up uh probably a bit too young for this snes it was it was the 64 and just uh, never owning one properly until a few years um after uh, everyone else had one so it was yeah going to friends houses playing the games multiplayer sort of madness wasn't it four player local land was uh yeah some very <laughs> fun memories for me as well so so ethan i um i noticed you obviously you're, you're the uh, founder of oz speed runs and obviously you must like speed running but uh I also looked at your Twitch, and you're also a big election um, political politician. <laughs> you did a massive five and a half hours live stream of the election results on uh, <laughs> May a couple of months ago. Yeah, and if I'd known you then, I would have been all over this because I too am a big political fan or junkie or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I was I was with my my uh, girlfriend's family. They they were out in Port Elliot, um, which for those who don't know is about an hour's drive south of Adelaide. Um, it was just a weekend away. Uh, everyone's having a great time, and I'm just in the corner watching the election results to see <laughs> this uh, five and a half swing that's going to Boothby. Goodness me, can Labor take it? And then they did. You know, it was crazy stuff. So, so I take it you're a big fan as well, and you had a lot of fun live streaming that. That was a huge amount of fun. That was that was a huge <laughs> amount of fun. I'll admit. Um, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where sort of I didn't have that much to do in high school extracurricularly uh so i've read a lot and just borrowed a bunch of things from the library and you know the history of australian politics and some of the mm. really wacky stories um that have come out of it you know did sort of take a take an appeal so so yeah absolutely but I mean, hobbyist at best um mm. yeah pundit on the sidelines if, if if you will um but yeah no definitely it was a lot of fun i, I think I, we did it last federal election as well um Oh, the one in 2019 as well? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was, yeah, I, re- I remember that one a lot more distinctly because at that point it was when just chatting hadn't really, you know, it was there, but it wasn't there, mm. there. And I actually forgot it existed. And so at that point, I ha- I was under the impression that in order to stream on Twitch, you had to be playing video games. <laughs> that was a rule at a point. If you weren't playing video games, you were going to get mm. clipped. Um, and obviously, Eventually, you know, they expanded out to, you know, art and just chatting and so on and so mm. forth. But that time, I totally forgot. So there's this, like, two-hour stretch of us talking about the election results as they come in, like, the early, like, pre-polls and so on, over a video of Mafia 3, which is a terrible game. <laughs> and I reinstalled it specifically for that night. And, like, an hour and a half in, someone was like, why aren't you on just chatting? Just show the, just show the election. And, yeah. and, you know, that, that switch clicked in my brain. I was like, oh. Oh yeah, I can do yeah, that, can't I? <laughs> it's so. been stuck in the way for so long. Yes. Yeah, it has evolved a lot. Twitch hasn't it, in just terms of what, what you can do, and um, I, I think they knew that uh, it doesn't just have to be gaming. They can make their um, service so much more broader and, and bring so many more people in. But I suppose it is still heavily, heavily the game side, isn't it? And uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that's very cool. I. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love I love Anthony Green. So I was all over the ABC. Yeah. I don't know if that was the one you're watching the ABC yeah, broadcast. Yeah. We we stand Anthony Green. I'm just I don't think they did a um I don't think the ABC put up a has Anthony Green called the election website yet. 
I know they did last time, 2019. I couldn't find it at least. If it was there, I couldn't find it. Because that's the best website. You get this great silly little image of Anthony Green with his hands up. Just like, yes. (laughs) Yes, Anthony Green has called the election. And there's like party streamers flying out everywhere. It's the stupidest thing ever. But it's fantastic. And he's the man who knows it. um, And so I was the expert in the room. Some people were asking me about it. And then like, because we were watching like Channel 7 and Channel 9. And like, oh, why are the the numbers different? And blah, blah, blah. And I was talking about, well, this isn't really a proper count. This is just an estimation, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And Anthony Green's, uh, he's not going to concede it. He only concedes it when it's very much done, blah, blah, blah. And so we're like, watch the ABC. That's, we'll get the proper results from that. And, um, and then we went from there. So it was, I was just, 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 I've, Great fun watching the system, knowing uh, how our works. You know, not just f- first past the post, but um, uh, what's the other name for it? Where how it's a preferential system. Yeah, we got preferential. Tasmania's got Hair Clark, I think it is. Okay, yeah. How does that one work? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's uh, you can exhaust your preferential. If I remember, don't quote me on this one. Maybe, okay. but it's like so. If you've got five candidates, you don't have to vote for five people. You can just go one, two, three, and stuff the other two. Yeah. Okay. And then if it was down to one of the fourth or fifth candidates, their vote wouldn't count in the end because he's they made no preference. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's like if you just really hate one of them, you can mm. just be like, everyone else can have my flow down. You you don't get nothing. And then they just yeah. count until it ex- all exhausts and whoever gets up gets up. Okay. So similar, but just uh, more yeah. sort of, yeah, if you really hate a party, just uh, yeah, get yeah. there. But, but check yeah. Wiki for that one. I might be lying to yeah. all, all your listeners. <laughs> It's been a while. That's all right. I think we've talked enough about uh, elections and uh, preferential <laughs> voting for my Nintendo-themed podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> but, um, Ethan, how did you come about to sort of founding Oz Speedruns? What was the, what's the history with that? Yeah, I mean, that's I, – it's, it's, I've done a bit – I've done a couple of um, – shows in the lead up to asm 2022 and obviously a lot of them have just been really short snapshots so it is kind of nice to come on a podcast and actually be able to talk about it with a little bit more depth because um, <laughs> i mean you talked about how like you know you talked to everyone in adelaide who's had an interest in gaming and so on and that and that does ring true because there's a very strong culture through that through um a thing called avcon i'm not sure whether you've heard of it i have of course yeah yes. yeah absolutely so avcon um yeah adelaide video game and anime festival for those of you who aren't aware, um, I was part of a group in a, like a uni club that happened to have a lot of the people who were helped organizing some of the VG side of things. And one year they just, they needed panels and they knew I was into speedrunning because I've been on yeah, Twitch and speedrunning since twenty late 2011, early 2012. So yeah. you know, it's been a while. Um, I mean, back then, I think I think Justin TV was still around back then. You know, it was <laughs> wild times. Um, so long ago now, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I, and I mean, I'll I'll pivot a bit to to back then very quickly before I get back on the main path. But I mean, it was a wild time because I mean, these days, if you open up like the easiest example, Super Mario sixty four, if you open up the directory on Twitch right now, I couldn't confirm because can't actually open it up but there's like a, there'd be like a thousand people running 16 star and 120 and 70 and whatever yeah. I mean, back then there was like two people it was like siglemic and that was it <laughs> yeah and so yeah so i started to speed around that and so on and so forth and went from there and it was a much a different era and it was a wild time i think it was like 2014 15 you know there was this whole thing about uh speed runs live trying to get into mlg sponsorships and no one was having a bar of it as again that's a story for another day but it was a wild time but at the time obviously they knew i was in i was into speed running and they're like we need panels do a panel for us and i knew someone else in adelaide uh, quite well who was also into speed running and they knew someone who was coming down from melbourne um who was also into speed running and together we put put together a little hour-long panel um i actually ran Ocarina of Time, any percent. I think we did Link to the Past, any percent, and Mario 16 star. So a little hour-long package. We did decent numbers, and the next year they went, hey, you know that game's done quick stuff. Um, why don't we do one of those in Adelaide? And there was nothing else like that in Australia. Yeah. Like, I might, I'm probably going to get fact-checked here, but uh, Games Done Quick's been going for a few years at this point. I think at this point it was actually called Games Done Quick. Uh, when it was 20, time for 2015, because obviously I think 2013 was, yeah, 2013 was easily AGDQ. Before then it was, yeah, classic games done quick. 
and so forth. I think ESA might have even gotten off the ground by this point. So you've got these little pockets of events and communities mm. popping up in USA, Europe. I'm not sure about, you know, but Canada, you know, so on and so forth. In Australia, it's just like a black hole. You know, you jump in and there's just nothing. Yeah. And we sort of thought, you know, we've got this opportunity suddenly to to do an event, to start throwing something up. And and this was the days of Speed Demos Archive. Um, for those of you who know speed running, you know, Speed Demos Archive is some ancient stuff. I think it's still running. Like, it's still being updated. But it was a wild site. Like, these days, you get a run, you put it to speedrun.com, you provide mm-hmm. your Twitch clip, that's it. You know, it's... Some mods look at it pretty to make sure you've got a filthy cheater. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. pretty done. SDA, because I, I still have a couple of runs on SDA. They're terrible. I don't think they're even close to world records anymore, but I've still got a couple of runs. The only reason why no one submits there is because in order to get up there, you had to like, you had to meet video like quality requirements. You needed to put it through a certain renderer, you know, and follow a whole process. And mm-hmm. it was... It was good quality control, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm certainly not mm. trying to cop them out. It was good quality control, but it was a real task. You know, you couldn't just hold up your video and say, here it is, I did speed running. <laughs> like, I've, I've broken the world record, but I don't, like, I can't be asked meeting all these requirements. Yeah. <laughs> so you never upload it, maybe, you know? Like, uh, yeah, and the, and the community certainly shifted more to, you know, the speedrun.com sort of side of leaderboards. Um so, but that was those were also the days when the speedrun demos, speed uh, speed demos archive forums were very active. So we mm. put out a thread. We made a Skype group, as was the style at the time, because Discord didn't exist. That's right. Um, made a Skype group with uh, Avcon. We put together some seats in a corner of the convention center hall. Put together, put up a couple of projectors. Did some speedrunning. Um, yeah, and nice. from there, it's just sort of kicked off. Like, there's, there's mm. not really... I mean, I could tell you the every year's story. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure we have that much time. Um, <laughs> you know, do sort of lead me on as to how much, how many years of story you want. There's there's enough, there's oh, enough funny stories. Well, I'll there. hear it. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the one of the good stories was from, I think it was 20... I think it was 2017. Because, uh, so we... we got into a partnership with the university of south australia in 2016 ran on from there and mm. uh, basically we knew a guy who knew a guy all great people over there um and they helped us get this event basically they gave us space gave us cameras and you know, it looked very schmick it was a good little stage and they yeah you know, they worked with us really well so we're in the studio the day before the event's supposed to start and we're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're setting up cameras and audio and video. And we had some of the, like, light boxes to put behind the, the, the couch. Uh, to, you know, have a nice little aesthetic on the stage. It was all yeah, yeah. You know, great stuff, you know. <laughs> and it looked really good. When it came out in the end, it looked really good. But on the day before an event, what we do is we, we do a little setup day where if you want to test something, you can come test it. Because obviously we've got, you know, I mean, this year we've got, like, 70 runners, right? Mm. That means 70 not necessarily 70 different, but almost 70 different people who need different crap, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like, they need, whether if it's a PC game, maybe they need FPS limiters, specific settings, down patching. If they've got a console, they might need a CRT. Yep. They might not need a CRT, you know, so on and so forth. So it's basically, like, look, if you're not sure if you're going to 100% have something working, come in, give it a quick whack, and then we don't have to worry about it while we're live. Because the goal is go live, stay live. Yep. And that's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, It'd be a logistical nightmare, I imagine, all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, all yeah. of today, basically, I've just been retesting PC games. Cause I, so, I yeah. use my PC. I'm, I'm sidebarring a bit off the sidebar. Um, but So, I use my PC, and I've just been testing. Because we've, we target a turnaround of setup time of five minutes. So, I want to make sure everything's working before the day. Because if we've got to fiddle around with things on the day, we're not hitting that five-minute target. Absolutely not. So... Mm. I'm making sure all the games launch, like yeah, it's a whole. You make sure everyone, if you've said, you know, if a runner has said, we, I need the game capped at 60 frames per second. I make sure the tools there to, you know, get it there, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to the back to the original sidebar from the original point. <laughs> um, so it's so 2017. We've got this setup day. We're starting to put things together. We're starting to put things together. A couple of people come around. A couple of people come around. Someone's plugged their thing in, and they've gone. It's not working. And then all the lights go out. Oh, no. 
and we're like, oh, there, there is a university without power. <laughs> okay, that's a bit weird. So we go, you know, what is going on? Um, and other colourful obscenities that I'll let <laughs> I'll let the listeners <laughs> imagine everyone saying. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> very violent language, you know. Um, and it turns out that a tree, because uh, I'm not sure how many international viewers you have, but obviously it's winter. It's cold. Yes. There happened to be a storm, and a tree's blown over and completely KO'd a power line. No way. So the entire street <laughs> has no power. So we call up the, the power networks, and it's like, oh, yeah, it might be back by, I don't know, midnight. And we sort of tally up, and we're just like, well, we've still got to do this, 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 back at 5 a.m. How about 4 a.m.? So we were back there at 4 a.m. <laughs> wow. We went live 20 minutes late, I think. Oh, good on you. That's that's dedication right there. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, yeah, team effort. Um, I mean, I think this is sort of the perfect time to, to put in that point where it's like, yeah, 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 you know, I run things. But as the years have gone on, I've done less and less in the nuts and bolts sense. Like, I still like to get, you know, get stuck into the trenches where I can. Mm. Um, because that's just, yeah, that's just the nature of who I am. You know, I like doing things. Um but we've started to build a really good team and obviously some people have come and gone and so on. But it's really been so much up to the team now, up to the staff. You know, we bring on about uh, six people as uh, as what we call the committee. So they're like, you know, frontline managers and they take responsibility for a lot of the work. So, you know, we've got someone working on the website, someone who's responsible for bringing hardware like capture cards, yeah. someone in charge of our social medias and so on, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. And, I feel like every year I deserve to take a lot less credit. And I like that because it means I'm doing less work, <laughs> which is well to lead and to train and to, to get it to a place where it is now. So that's, um, yeah, that's good. But yeah, but I feel I'd be remiss to not, you know, say it. I'm sure I'll say it again that, you know, that the team is really where the work's being done. You know, it's always a team effort. Like that story in 2017, we didn't have the committee at that point. It really was just me and sort of a couple other people. I said, yo, come help, drag. <laughs> yeah. um, You're hired. People at the uni. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> but Even if you didn't apply. Still a team effort. I, the, so the thing I that we always said at AFCOM was uh, the, this phrase was voluntold. <laughs> that was always a, I always enjoyed that one. Yeah. So I suppose the event... Um, ASM 2022 Australian Speedrunning Marathon on this Wednesday in Adelaide. So you're in a place called In Studio Plus Cafe. Is that right? In Adelaide? Yeah, that's the one on uh, Perry Street. For those on Perry Street? Know it. <laughs> yes, yep. Um, in the CBD there. And so I haven't been to this cafe before. So is it a pretty intimate spot? There'll be like lots of seating. How big's the place going to be? Yeah, I mean, we were sort of lucky to find it in a way because, I mean, obviously, as you said at the beginning of the, the show, you know, it's not for profit. You know, we don't have dollar bills falling out of orifices. It's not it's not a big show. Um, prior to last year, where unfortunately we had to cancel because of COVID, mm. um, we didn't have a single dollar to our name. Literally everything was borrowed, begged, and if we needed something, I gave someone my credit card and said, go buy it. I trust you not to ruin my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I just owned stuff. Um, and obviously a lot of people you know, in the community and on the staff were willing to help out part of it. But yeah. so as of last year, we did uh, sign up to be an actual business. So we've got an ABN and, and so forth. And we are now a not-for-profit officially. So now we've got, um, got some money. So mm. we were lucky to find this, uh, the in-studio, because it sort of fit the bill between we needed something that had decent internet, was decently sizable, and not too expensive. <laughs> Yeah, because you know we'd call up uh, what is it? It's the place near where I live. Uh, I think it's like the Crown Hotel or something, and it's like, oh, you got this nice little space, you know, size of about maybe you know an apartment kitchen. Um, and you'd call them up and say, oh, what do you, what can you do for me? You know, we're a not for profit. What can you do for me? And it's like, oh, you know, it's about ten thousand dollars a day. You know, we could look <laughs> at half days. And it's like half days. What are you talking about? <laughs> We need the whole day, buddy. We, we kind of need the whole day. That's kind That's of more. prerequisite for the event. <laughs> um, so the in-studio, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a cafe in the front, and it's a very weird space. I, I've, uh, all props. Uh, yeah, weird good. Weird good, not weird bad. Yeah, it's a eclectic. cafe in the front, 
it's like a studio space in the back and it's office spaces upstairs. So like okay. if you want to do like a, you know, like remote office, you know, if you're from Sydney and you come down for Adelaide mm. for a day and you need or for a couple of days, you need to get an office, an office space, pay them however much money and you get an office space. Okay. Like yeah, it's super eclectic. Office. Yeah. yeah, it's this super eclectic space. So we're taking over the studio and one of the little meeting rooms upstairs. Um, so we're, we're looking to probably fit around now 40, 50, 60 seats. Um, and that'll be for about 110, 120 attendees because we don't expect everyone to be on site for most of the time. That's just sort yep. of how the pattern goes. Um, and then the cafe in the front. So, yeah, people can sort of go get a coffee or a banana bread whenever yeah, they whenever they want to do so. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting space. We definitely do favour city-based spaces. Um, in 20... 16, 17, 18, when we were with UniSA, we had their McGill space, which is about a two, three Ks east of the CBD. Everyone's in the hotel for the CBD. And then they got a trek out and just everyone just, like, it was, yeah, it was good. It was mm. still positive that we had a great space, but everyone was like, oh, I don't want to travel, you know, and so, a trip. so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, quick sidebox. It's a good story. We um we, we sponsored with Twitch one year because they, and they, and they really wanted to, try and you know see what they could do for us they mm. gave us a bit of cash for food uh so we got some, you know subways and pizzas and it was, it was really good but the other idea that they that we came up with together uh was the was the, the bus so we had a bus and there's going to be at least someone listening to this is going to remember the bus um so we had a bus that went from the cbd uh for those of you who know it outside the ibis <laughs> where no one was staying <laughs> Uh, on the Gren- on Grenfell Street there. That's yep. the one, yeah, on Grenfell Street, yeah. yeah. So from outside the Ibis to the uni, and then they did a couple of runs each way uh, throughout the day. And I think in total we had about 10 people on that bus. Like it was an 18-person bus, and across like three days we had 10 people on it. Because <laughs> no, oh, it was no. like, it is this bus is leaving at nine. I don't want to leave at nine. And, and it's only going a few <laughs> hundred metres? Is that... Nah, a couple right? of McGill's a couple of K. It's like a couple, um, two, three yeah, K's. Yeah, yeah. McGill campus. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's a decent whack. Um yeah. and it was like for the distance it was worth it, but it was like you needed to leave at the time that the bus was leaving. And the lack of flexibility was everyone's just like, No, I want to be flexible. So understandable. It was a good idea, uh, I think, but the uh, it was just one of those things where it just wasn't received as well as we would have liked. But but yeah, the yeah. bus was a good one. Uh, wasn't one that like didn't have like massive signage of Twitch logos everywhere or, or nothing like that. The no, Twitch bus, yeah. no, I think it was just a hide. Like, it was just it's a hide. hide off. Yeah, more ABC. Nice, that's funny. So it's it's a five day event, and I think we've implied this, but you're going to have a whole bunch of gamers, a whole bunch of speed runners. They're going to be playing certain games with certain uh, for certain categories, any percentage. Um, you've got uh, 100%, other things like that. And you are nonstop, that's right. Yeah. So you've got like five-minute breaks in between while you get things set up. But from Wednesday to Sunday, nonstop, is that right? Bang on, yeah. So it's, uh, I think someone calculated, I think it's like 107 hours, something like that. Yeah. Um, over 100, I know it's over 100. Mm. Um, and yeah, the uh, it's non-stop. There is there's some buffer in there, so it's not going to be entirely, you know, uh, five minutes. Um, there's some setup buffers in there, you know, just in case we do fall behind. Obviously, five minutes is the target. Mm. Sometimes things happen. That's tech. Um, you know, I don't I can't think of any situation in any part of life ever where technology's worked exactly as it's supposed to over hundred right. hours. Right, wrong, I'm sure. Oh yeah, you just hope it's minor and minimal. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but you know that's that's the goal is yeah hundred so I think it's yeah sixty something runs and, and yeah and as you said it's across all sorts of categories uh, if if you want to know more schedule.ozspeedruns.com and that gives you the full schedule with what's going to be run when converted into your local time zone. Cool. We'll have uh, all the details in the show notes as well for those listening. So, um, what's what's your highlights you feel from the schedule? Is there um going to be some really like decent attempts at some world records here or is this going to be like are there some really good speed runners to look out for yeah i mean look, i personally and i've said this to other people and i'll say it i'll say it here again i i feel like just choose a game that you're gonna that you're personally interested in and give it a watch you know it's always a good mm-hmm. starting point is something you've already got a bit of investment in 
the advice I do give is if you, you you are going to get spoilers, that's the nature of speedrunning. Uh, you are going to see the whole right. game. So if you if you're really like, oh, I was going to play that game, but I'm not, sure, I don't want to know what happens. Don't watch. <laughs> Maybe give it a miss. You know, go get a coffee for half hour. Um, <laughs> I feel you've been burnt by that, thinking people should know that, but uh, you found out that <laughs> someone's watched the game and got mad at you for spoiling it for them. <laughs> Not personally, fortunately, but I have heard the stories, yes. People who just sort of are, I don't know, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is a really cool. Th- oh, wait, hang on, that's the ending. I didn't want to know that person died. You know? <laughs> uh, very, yeah, but, you know. um, but yeah, but I always find that's a good starting point um, is, as I said, choose something you're already a bit interested in and then watch it get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just absolutely blitzed because almost every, almost every game on the schedule is just getting blitzed. Like if you don't know what's going to happen, I almost guarantee you will be in shocked by mm. what does happen. Um, I might as well toot my own trumpet a bit. So I'm running Morrowind. Um, for those of you, I did who, see. Yeah. So for those of you who remember, you know it's it's a big game. It's a very big game. World records <laughs> like two and a half, three minutes. Really? Yeah, it is ridiculously quick. Um, it's like Breath of the Wild, like you could just go straight to the middle and and defeat Ganon and, and be done kind of thing. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, it is ridiculously quick. And you sort of think, how is it going to do that? My answer is tune in and find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I've... um. I'm sure you've heard of Summoning Salt on YouTube yep. and in their videos. And I wouldn't say I'm deep in the speedrunning community or scene, but I, I love every time one of their videos goes up because like, like you said, I, I know the game and I play, I've played it the normal way, but then I find out that these people can do the game this way and all these crazy things happen. And then I'm learning about frames and how that makes a difference. You know, the uh, waiting for the bus to come kind of analogy yeah. when it comes to uh, screens moving like that. And so I, I'm just blown away every time. You know, I was watching one about Wii Sports Result Golf and yeah. just how that, <laughs> how crazy that that is. And then just they're waiting for the conditions and just how fast they can do it. Like like they're deliberately hitting things certain ways in in the water and things like that. I'm just like I, I just I never thought to play a game like that and have a speed run for it. Yeah, I so mean, I think all these really cool things. Like, to, to, to keep the Nintendo theme, Ocarina of Time is definitely one of the wildest games in that regard. Um, because if you look at, like, the any percent progression, so um, I should probably wheel back. So for those of you who aren't yeah. too into speedrunning, any percent is basically complete the game, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so no, no real restrictions. Sometimes specific games will say, okay, no, you can't do that because it's really stuffed. But then usually it'll category split. Uh, so Grand Theft Auto Vice City is the easiest game I can think of just off the top of my head. There was a really, really game-breaking bug found called SSU, which essentially meant you did the most odd things you could possibly think of. That's the only way I can describe it in short. <laughs> just things you would never expect to have any impact whatsoever, and you teleported to the end of the game. <laughs> because it just it ticked enough boxes, and it just started the final mission. But obviously, it was just it's the most stupid glitch <laughs> ever so they category split so now you've got any percent and you've got any percent bracket no ssu and that's a very common thing but any percent is usually as it no holds barred and you look at ocarina of time and the amount of times how you do that run has changed it's ridiculous and like the game's been out for a little while mm. <laughs> you know it's we're not talking about a new game here like when a new game comes out we always expect that it's going to be, you know, two hours, hour and a half, hour, 50 minutes, 45 minutes, 40 minutes, yeah. because they're always finding new stuff. But this, this is not a new game we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 25. What kind of time was what, 98? 98, yeah. 98, yeah. So it's like 24 years. And they yeah. found new stuff last year, I think. It's crazy. It's, it's like um the original the original Castlevania. Like something happened last month or something, and they, a world record <laughs> happened for that. Oh, I don't follow the community. I don't know what category, but something got broken, and I'm just like, this is it's even older again. That's a 36-year-old yeah. game that's getting uh, beaten. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. And it's, I suppose it just sort of goes into that dedication that has to happen from someone to beat a game like that and to get that time because yeah. 
this is not something you play casually an hour or so a day. This would be something you're, this is your life to get to that point. Like if you're playing a game, you're playing that, I, I feel. To get that good, to get that precise at something and to break a world record would just be, um, you know, just like an athlete being dedicated to whatever sporting thing they do. This is the game of being just as much dedicated to try and improve their craft and, and to get a world record time. So just crazy the things you see and what people can do. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's it's sort of interesting watching the, the people as well. Um, one of the members of our committee, uh, a bloke called Stan, fantastic bloke, uh, ran, I'm not sure, I don't know actively anymore, but ran Super Mario World. Very good at the game. Um, and at the time, obviously, practicing a lot for the ASM run that was coming up. I think this was 20, I think this might have been 2017 as well, funnily enough. Um, and was doing, you know, because at that at the time, I'm sure he's going to smite me if I'm wrong, but I think he was in uni. Um, had time up his sleeve, you know, like, well, I'm sure there are plenty of uni students out there. You get the point, you know, sometimes you've just got time up your sleeve. It might be mm. uni holidays. You might have just completed <laughs> your assignments, you know, or whatever the case may be. Usually you have time. You know, I'm like, you know, right now I'm in a nine to five. You know, I don't have the time to sink hours and hours into learning a, learning a run. Yeah. You know, like That's learning a long run at least. You know, Morrowind being so short was good because it meant that I'm not breaking any world records, but I can get the gist of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the time, obviously, he was, you know, Mario World's a complex run. I think he was doing 96 exit, which is sort of like a quasi 100%. I wouldn't call it 100%, but it's sort of like quasi 100%. And you complete yeah. each level in each manner that you can complete each level. Um, so again, hard category, lots of tech complicated stuff and he was practicing a lot and <laughs> at the time we actually had the abc coming through so unisa <laughs> did a press release uh and a few media outlets came in you know over the years you know you do the quick 45 second interview with abc radio but this was actually an abc like newspaper article and i think you can still find it okay. i think you can yeah. still find this one online My website there yeah um and so they went around, they interviewed a few people. I was actually sick. I actually caught food poisoning in the middle of the event, so I wasn't there for it. Um, and obviously everyone made their comments. And one of the things he said was, yeah, you know, at times, you know, to really practice, I practice for, you know, eight hours a day. And it's like you said, you know, like athletes. It's, you know, sometimes yeah. there's just some dedication that needs to be done to really get good. Because there's so much, again, it just takes, for example, like Super Mario World, there's so much muscle memory, there's so much tech, there's so much specific stuff that needs to That's be doing. Right. To be able to, because it's like an hour and a half run. Like you think about how many inputs going to be over an hour and a half. That's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's then a lot. all right over those ninety minutes as well, and not to stuff up. You yeah, know, which I'm sure it would be thousands of runs, but to to keep trying to get the one run where you don't have any issues, where you get all the inputs right, is uh, yeah, crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the unfortunately, the end of it was that the uh, the ABC decided to publish that some speedrunners decide to practice for eight hours a day, oh, nice. and then knowing that Facebook comment sections, as we all do, yes. Um, yes. my my co coordinator um, Alex, uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was called quote a kissless virgin who still lives in his <laughs> mother's basement, and at the time. I think he was engaged and was like the only one of us who was, or at least quite the only one. <laughs> I, may be, I may live in a basement with my parents, but I am engaged. So yeah. <laughs> take that. It was the most ridiculous thing, yeah, obviously, but it was it was a good time. Um, and uh, I guess this is a perfect way to segue into our current uh, charity, uh, working yes. with bigger organizations as time's gone on, has sort of afforded us these opportunities to do wild things that, you know like in 2015 again you know we sort of got not shoved but it was the best place to put us but you know we sort of got thrown into the corner of a convention center at avcon and say speed run and we did some stuff the next year we raised some money for charity you now we're a couple of grand you know it's like oh that's fantastic we raised a couple of grand and then you know again like would i have thought that you know when i was in high school you know i'd be ending up on you know abc news for doing stuff that's something that i'm really not even doing it's all the community doing it no, and it's mm. and that's sort of developed over the years. And I think it's a perfect time to segue into like a game on cancer. Yes, so this is uh, you're not just 
doing running this event for a reason are you it's uh, with a with a really good purpose behind it um, with all the tickets um and and all the money raised people can donate through twitch can't they while they watch this people can buy tickets and attend in person and all of it goes to game on cancer is that right uh I will have to just correct, just to make sure it is correct. So tickets are going to us, because obviously, as I said, like we've got a venue, you know, we need to pay them. Uh, yeah. So, so m- minus costs. Yeah, minus costs, basically. Um, yeah. Mostly, again, because as I said, again, we do have a bank account. We do just want to make sure we're not misleading anyone. Yeah. Uh, so there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of stuff that's going to us. But when you do donate, so the main link, as you said, it will be in the notes as well, donate.ozspeedruns.com. There's a Tilt 5 fundraiser. Yeah, that is going straight to the Game on Cancer. We don't. We don't even see that. Um, and obviously, you can donate on site as well. That's obviously going straight through as well. And obviously, at the, at the end of every event, you know, if we're sort of too cashed up, we usually end up throwing extra money in the pot anyway. Um, you know, if we've covered our costs and then some, it's like, well, you know, mm. we're not using it. <laughs> Throw it in the pot. Not for sure. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, so donate.ozspeedruns.com. And it's, and it's been good working with Game on Cancer. Um, we first worked with them. Uh, last year at PAX, they were PAX's charity of choice, so we sort of fell into it, if you will. Um, but it worked really well, because like our experience in the past, um, we've raised a lot of money from Beyond Blue in the past. Um, great charity, we've been doing that from 2016 through 21. Uh, yep. We've done a bit of money for Child's Play. Uh, we did, a, during the bushfires a couple of years ago, we did one for Red Cross. So that, that raised a couple of grand. Uh, and I think we mm. did Doctors Without Borders last no oh, two years ago uh in the in the late late side of the year but we sort of as i said sort of fell into it because we usually when we do an event with pax that's our sort of second event of the year is we do an event with pax we sort of go look you know usually if pax has a charity of choice you know look they're hosting us you know let's kick into the cause yeah and at the time it happened to be game on cancer which is cure, a cure cancer initiative which is a bit more gaming specific and for the first time ever, they sort of reached out to us and were like, hey, you know, you're raising money for us. Great to have you on board. What do you need? That's awesome. Actually, funnily enough, not much, but thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, we got some logos and so on so we could integrate to our broadcast. But then across the next year, they they reached out and were like, hey, you know, we can work together. And we were like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we sort of forged a bit more of a closer closer partnership if you will working together trying to kick some goals and look when it comes down to it it is a great cause we love the idea of raising money and doing good it's it's something that's just become indelible within the sort of speedrun dna is like you said you know yeah you put in your eight hours you put in your whatever how many how much time you have your passion to get these world records or just personal bests even you know i think I will, I will say that something, and this is something personally experienced, if you will, this, this is not really a too formal of an opinion, but there has been a lot of, you know, world record culture, you know, but there's only so many people who can all hold a world record. That's so right. I, I do think it's a lot healthier to sort of think about it, about your personal bests, you know, seeing if you can push to your best and then push a bit beyond. Mm. Um, and you put, as I said, you put all that time and you put all the effort in and so on. And it's just become something in the DNA to to give back a little as well to we hold these events and through doing so we can give back to great causes you know and yeah. obviously yeah, yeah game on cancer. exactly yeah, um being passionate and, and finding some way to to give back to the community which is which is great and uh yeah i imagine it, you get a lot of fulfillment from that yourself personally and 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 the difference you feel with everyone else who helps out um to make the events happen i'm sure yeah i mean look on a, on a personal level you know i've you know, Beyond Blue was something that was very personally linked. Um, I'll I'll allow conclusions to be drawn as they may. And through Oz Speedruns and through working with a community and, you know, every event, you know, people would come to me and, you know, thanks for putting on the event. It's been a great time. Because, you know, it's, it's not just about the charity. You know, we do love giving back to the community back to the, the community at large, if you will. But it is also about the internal community because one of our, we've got two objectives as far as I'm concerned as an organization. First is growing the community, you know, basically being a great place for Australian speedrunning. And second is put, giving back to the external community, the community at large, raising money for charity. 
and that is very deliberately in that order. If there was some manner that we could raise money for charity, but that would hurt that first goal of being a community organization, you know, grassroots and so on, we wouldn't do it. Hmm. Um, now, obviously, there's certain elements of give and take. Like, obviously, we've had, you know, because we've got venue, we've got costs, we want to make a bigger and better event, sponsorships, you know, so on. That does make it a bit more, bit more corporate. But we want to make sure that it's still us, that mm. it's still very grassroots. And, yeah, that, that community is just something that's really, really important. And it has, as you said, the, the work is very meaningful. You know, I like my real job. I do software support for a tech company that makes accounting software. You know, it's good work. Mm. It's, it's enjoyable. It's interesting. But there is a real absolute underlying passion in the Oz Speedrunning, Oz Speedrun's work because of the impact you can see physically out there in the real world. You know, we have raised this much money for fantastic cause this year being Game on Cancer. And also internally, you know, just seeing everyone at the end of the work. Generally speaking, we do a uh, end of event dinner on the last day and sort of seeing everyone just having a chat and having a great time. Yeah, you know, there, there is a little warm, fuzzy feeling in there. Um, and I think yeah. I speak for everyone on the staff, which says that we all share it. You know, we've, we've done something fantastic. We've put something together with the help of everyone, you know, absolutely everyone from the you know, from the committee to the staff, to the runners, to just, you know, the people doing a little bit of moderating in Twitch chat, to just the people watching, to the people donating. You know, we've, we've done something that's really bloody cool. And there is a very nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that that, that is derived from that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And that's, uh, yeah, be a proud father moment for you as well, looking <laughs> out and uh, f- founding Ozfeed Runs and, and how... All, all the good and all the great things that have uh, come from it that you're able to sort of uh, give back, not just take. So, and um, I, th- I think as I get older, I feel the more <laughs> of the same as well, not just the, the take, but also what can I, what can I do? What can I give and to help others? And I think that's, you know, you feel just as good half the time giving to others than taking. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a great philosophy in life. I feel to have and just sort of uh, help you lead and, and uh, dictate what you do. Yeah. But um. So, so Ethan, the uh, so game on cancer. It's not any particular cancer, is that right? It's just helping. Um, I think I've got some notes here. Uh, funding early career cancer researchers, um, so helps them with research grants, helps them get going. Um, and then I, I think I saw on the website uh, that um, they obviously work with a lot of other sort of uh, um, media, gaming media um, people. I see back pocket yep. from uh, the former good game. Casts uh, doing a few things. Um, I saw uh, Oz Speedruns is one of the top contributors to the charity as well. So I, I suppose a bit of competitive uh, element to the fundraising as well doesn't hurt, does it? Trying to uh, to to do well, get some rankings up there. Um, surely is that is that uh, is that right there? No, nah, look, I'd ha- I'd have to disagree. You know, it's it's all it's all just. It's just all about the doing good, you know? And I mean, it's also like comparing apples and oranges, you know? We've got a very specific format of what we do. They've got a very specific format of what they do. I mean, like, for example, they, uh, Generosity, another great organization, does sort of, I think they call themselves a bit, you know, so ad hoc, if you will. They sort of bring themselves up when they want to do a little event, and then sort of they shut down for a while. Uh, <laughs> you have to ask them, as to that might be an uncharitable uh, description, but that's the general gist. But they raise, I think it's like 50 grand or something. You wow. know, in a few days and i'm like that's bloody fantastic like how do they do that and i was looking into it a bit because obviously you know again you know looking at strategic direction you always want to have a look at what others are doing and see if there's nothing that can't be integrated and it hmm. looked like what they did was sort of quite similar to what we were doing and they got a, a swag of people to put forward content and that's how they raised money and it sort of leveraged the community as a whole as opposed to not not just the, the you know the generosity community which i'm sure it's big but i use that as just you know sort of a, a little little circle as opposed to mm. the whole community which is you know all these creators combining community their subset community money. so yeah, yeah you know i mean obviously i guess with the leaderboard there is a bit of competitiveness but to be honest i before you mention it i forgot it existed so yeah. it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm not really sure why they have it. Uh, if you if you ask me, I'm not sure why they have it. But look, when it comes down to it, whether they've got it or not, the fact there are so many people willing to 
put forward money to a great cause. Double thumbs up from me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm, I'm reflecting on my question. It sounded like I was leading you on as a journalist. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to get you to say you only care about the rankings. Where I know that's Damn straight. Case. We're going to beat everyone. <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> but um, no, I'm very keen for this. Um, I, I'm looking in to see when I can go in person because mm. I want to – I've watched a few on Twitch before, speed runs and things like that. But I'll, I'm keen to understand – is there any what's what's the difference being in person, seeing watching the actual player play the game? Um, can they like can they rev up the crowd? Is it a distraction for them? How does it? Do people get into it? Like when they're so close, do they get quiet or are they yelling? What's what's it like? Oh no, the, the, it's the energy. Like yeah, it, it, yeah. regardless of what's the difference. Like I mean, last two years, obviously the the big C um, has forced us online. It just yeah, we weren't putting forward events. It was unsafe. It was yeah. stupid. You know, they're not. You know, I've had plenty of follies in my time, but I'm not that stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so online, was it great? Yeah, we were able to raise lots of money. I think we, you know, we broke records online, like of how much money we were making. And I don't mean break records; we were smashing them. Like I think it was ASM twenty twenty. I think it was. I think we raised like almost double what we raised the previous year online compared to in person. It was ridiculous. So with like great events, absolutely. But there is something missing. That energy is missing. Um, if you want to, the perfect example of the type of raw energy that, look, not every run has, but that can happen with the in-person events that just ain't happening online. ASM 2019, Super Mario 64 by Paracusia. Just watch okay. it for like 20 minutes. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. Watch the last 20 minutes, if you will. Whatever, whichever you want, you, mm. get, you get the perfect example of just the electricity in the room, um, and that and that's the sort of thing that that does perpetuate throughout the event. And look, there's plenty of runs that don't have it. You know, for example, after 12 a.m., usually on site, there ain't that many people there. You know, internally, we call it the graveyard shift because we don't like putting people there, but someone's got to keep us live. Um, we yeah, usually true. like I usually like scheduling. Uh, longer RPGs. It fills time beautifully, and it's a great showcase because obviously we we stream, so there's still plenty of audience out out there in the real world. Mm. But on site, some people need sleep. <laughs> it's a yeah, common trait among yeah. humans. <laughs> uh, people need sleep. Um, yeah. But in the middle of the day, you know, you got runs where people are just really, as you said, you know, jeering up the crowd. The crowd's jeering up the runner. Is a distraction? Yes, of course it is a distraction. But it's it's all the give and take, you know. I mean, there's there's a certain understanding. Like, there's a lot of unwritten things. Like we've obviously got a lot of communication that we we do with with the runners. We've got you know policy documents about what you should and shouldn't do on stage. And we try to be very open with this sort of thing. We've got you know what should you do on stage, what shouldn't you do on stage. You know, not not too much detail, but just you know general guidelines. But there's a lot of stuff that's unwritten. Like yes, the crowd's going to interact with you, and you can interact with the crowd. You know, it's. That's the magic of it. It's mm. and it's something that we've really been looking forward to um, is getting back in person. We were this close last year, and I think it was like two weeks out. The whole you know, COVID situation, I think it was Delta at the time, you know, it just flared yeah. up again, and it was like four I months. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like four months of nothing, mm. and we're like, yeah, there's there's nothing going on. We're we're gonna keep organising, and then just <clears throat> and we went online with like two weeks until the event. It was it was horrifying, like. Damn. horrifying yep. stuff because you know there were people who had airfares booked and couldn't get them refunded which i think is ridiculous i mean it's not like they were not flying as a joke you know there was covid <laughs> um, yeah there were people who had accommodations who didn't get refunded you know mm. it was it was crap it was crap for everyone involved you know we, we had to scramble you know just from an event organizer perspective you know we had to scramble the hell out of it because we didn't want to just cancel we didn't want to reschedule so, you know, we're sitting there like, oh, can, can you run online? Can you not? Oh, oh, if you can't run online, okay, that's cool. Don't worry about it. We'll find someone else. Then you got to find someone else. It was horrifying. Yeah, and it just took a nightmare. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but, and, and again, I think the worst thing was then we, like, we missed out once again on getting the gang back together, if you will. And obviously the gang included so many new faces. Cause as I said, we've done so well across this online period. There's so many mm. new people to the community that are, going to be joining their first in-person event something i've been saying to a lot of other people both internally and externally is we're sort of treating this like a bit of a year one like a 2015 two if you will because yep. a bit of a reset yeah exactly because you know even though we've 
you know, we've done it before. There's a lot of experience on the team now. Um, it's our first in-person event, three years. First with a new charity, so it's a whole new ballpark because we've got resources, which is weird, <laughs> which is very weird. Um, again, weird good, but weird. So we're sort of trying to land on our feet, you know, kick a really good goal for this event and then move forward from there. Um, but yeah, no, to, to respond again to the original question, the in-person energy is ridiculously good. It's hmm. There is nothing that can replace it. Like on, As I said, online was great, but it was a replacement. There is no chance I would ever choose an online event where an in-person one could be reasonably held. Yeah, that's good. And then, uh, yeah, 2022 has been all about... Uh, the recommencement of opening things up, people seeing each other for the first time in years sometimes, and it's mm. and it's been great. So um, awesome that you guys can host your event this year without any issues. Um, it looks really good. I'm just looking at the the schedule here of the games. You know, um, uh, being a Nintendo podcast, we've got some really cool ones like Diddy Kong Racing, uh, Golden Sun is going to get a bit of a run. Yep. We've got Super Mario 64, obviously. I would have uh, definitely thought that'd be in. Kirby's Dreamland. got Pokemon Heart Gold. Mm-hmm. Metro Dread. I'm glad Dread is there. I am keen yep. to see that live. That would be a cool one to see live. Oh, um, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, what else? Um, I mean, we've got obviously other games outside Nintendo. Twilight Princess. So there's a few Super Mario Bros. 3, Donkey Kong Country. So some really good ones there. I'm, uh, yeah, you were right. There's a big sort of mix of games and I think anyone will have uh, something there that they're keen on. Um, Yeah, go check it out. So um, I'll give you the last uh, plug if you wanted. Is uh, the summary of the event and ticket prices and, and things like that. Yeah, sure. So look, if you're interested in the event, if you're in Adelaide, as said, in-studio, uh, cafe, on Perry Street, so it's in the CBD. Tickets, we're doing, we are doing tickets on the door, 35 bucks. You get a nice little lanyard, uh, little card, which is very cool. Ooh, nice. uh, uh, assuming we still have enough, because <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> we don't think we're going to get too many people on the door, but you never know. Um, so tickets will be 35, yeah, $35 on the door. Uh, if you're not in Adelaide and you still want to join in, if you go to ozspeedruns.com while the event's on, our website's going to turn into sort of a hub for the event. So you can find links to donate, links to all the donation challenges. We've got challenges going on throughout the event. So things like, uh, you know, if someone's going to wear silly cosplay on stream for Spy vs. Spy, you know, that sort of thing. It's, <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. It's a good way to, you know, incentivize, if you will, people donating. Still a great cause, even if you don't want to see a particular donation challenge. Donate anyway. It's a fantastic cause. We've also got a bit of prizing up if you donate. Um, as said, we've got a couple of sponsors this year. Landfall Games has very kindly given us a few uh, game codes so we can give out a few bundles of their um, some of their games, which we're very thankful for. And HyperX is, th- uh, is actually our major sponsor, and they've thrown in a couple of uh, the Cloud 2s uh, and their earbuds. And there are, yeah, I won't go on too much about how good they are, but I did buy Cloud 2s today. My other headset was falling apart and I got sold to because I went straight for Cloud 2s. <laughs> nice. That must be decent then. Yeah. I mean, I'm, what do you call it? My partner's got a different one and my roommate's got a different HyperX. And it was like, yeah, they're all great. So I was like, yeah, yeah why not? Why um, not? Why not? Um, but yeah, so that's prizing. There's more information there. Basically, minimum donation puts you in the, the pool, and we'll draw all that afterwards. Uh, just as a note, the HyperX stuff is all Australia only. Oh, pardon me. Get the cough out of the way. Um, oh, but yeah, beyond that, if you want to find out anything of that Oz Speedruns, if you do noun.ozspeedruns.com, it's probably there. So if you want to join our Discord, discord.ozspeedruns.com if you want to donate donate.ozspeedruns.com you want to see some of our past runs we've got a mostly complete archive since 2016 youtube.ozspeedruns.com and so on and so on with the twitter i don't we don't really have facebook anymore we used to use it but it's yeah no it um, does yeah 
I think I think we've got the Instagram. Uh, yep. So we'll be putting content out throughout the Twitter on Twitter and the Instagram throughout, you know, little short pieces, photos from behind the scenes. Uh, you know, we're trying to put forward a lot of, you know, as I said, year one, really land on our feet, try and put together some cool content um, for us to use in the future. You know, great photos, great little short videos. Um, and yeah, look, just generally speaking, just get in there. Look, even if, you know, we don't, say you know i keep saying you know donex it's a great cause but you don't have to you know it's not like anyone's imposing anything on you if you just want to come sit around on twitch for five days and just leave the browser open you're doing us a favor like and mm. along the way you get to see some fantastic content so as far as i'm concerned it's a win-win and you'll you'll be entertained as all well, surely so that's mm. right to uh, give it a go um yeah, but it just sounds really fun so anyone who can donate please do um if I can't make it in person, I'll definitely be there online on Twitch and making a donation as well. But um, Ethan, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing the details. Um, all the best. I hope it goes really well for you. Um, hope you raise a lot of money. And uh, what, what, what are you going to have at your dinner at the end of the night? What, what's going to be like, what, what, are you, what are you really pining for? Is it going to be like a chicken parmy or a, <laughs> or a, or a beef steak, something, yeah. something really good? What's so, it going to be? So we do it at the, uh, the Strathmore Hotel on North Terrace. Um, Yes. Uh, they do the stone grill dining there. I don't remember what the size is, but it's going to be the biggest rump that they they serve. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Diane sauce, gravy. What, what's your? Uh... Oh, I usually go for the pepper, uh, but the stone grill is a bit yeah. harder because you because you got to cook it. You're so, so time sensitive, so I'm not too worried about the sauces. Just make sure it's all cooked perfectly, and the flavor yep. just comes on its own. <laughs> and you go from there. Well, nice enjoy make it succulent um and yeah thanks again ethan uh, much appreciated um everything all the notes everything we've talked about will be um in the show notes um for those listening who want to help support so yeah ethan thanks again and uh, we'll talk to you soon absolutely my pleasure thanks for having us